New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today I'm hosting Ellen D. Davidson, the author of a forest bathing memoir entitled Wild Path to the Sacred Heart. I'm speaking with Ellen at her home by remote connection. Welcome, Ellen, to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You know, uh, it's a true gift when we experience finding our personal power spot, that place where we feel enlivened and refreshed and empowered. And you, Ellen, have found yours in an ancient, wild redwood forest. So I would love for you to take us for a walk into your primordial shady retreat and <laughs> and what it's like to encounter such a pristine wilderness for you. Well, come with me down the path. There's a beautiful creek with emerald pools. Sometimes otters flip and splash, playing together with each other in and out of the water. The birds are singing overhead. Black bears are rustling in the bushes, waking up for the spring. Everything smells so fresh. The leaves are are so new green on the alder trees and the big leaf maples. Moss climbs their trunks. It's full of water and fresh and vibrant green. And the old redwoods tower up. Some of them have big burls on their trunks that are shaped like faces or animals and stimulate your imagination so that a tree looks like a bear lives in it or a deer or a Buddha. And we're walking down this path not really knowing what's around the next bend. Sometimes for me, it's actually been a mountain lion. So I've started keeping a bear bell on my poles or singing. And I was always told I couldn't sing, but the forest doesn't mind my singing. They sing along, everybody sings along with me. The frogs croak, the birds sing, the water burbles and bubbles and the leaves rustle. And there's something about singing that opens us up, opens our hearts, and opens us up from, from being totally in our logical brain to being in a more expanded state. Feel that opening and that oneness as you come down the mulchy, beautiful path with me, not knowing what's around the next bend, but knowing we walk in beauty. Oh, thank you so much, Ellen. <laughs> we were all on that path with you. And 
singing and and as you say the forest doesn't mind if we're (laughs) singing off key or not you know it's just a joy to just be in that other mindset as you said we're so immersed in critical thinking and quantifying things and searching for our goal and reaching our goal and this one (laughs) Just to take that wander and 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 be in wonder what might be around the bend. We don't know. Even if we've been on that path many times, there might be something new to see. Always. It's never the same. The art of nature comes together. It's always a new composition. The light, the shadow, the season, the time of day what animals or birds are there or aren't there. It's actually never the same. And honestly, when people have a bucket list and go from place to place to place to place and think they've done that, no, it's like being in love with a person. And the vast mystery of them continues to unfold. It's not the same moment to moment. Our lives aren't the same. We're not the same. And so the cosmic lineup of the stars isn't the same. So opening again to that magic and mystery of life that really is our birthright. I'm just thinking, too, as you say, we're not the same. A lot of times when I go back and listen to an older program that I've hosted on New Dimensions, because I'm not the same person that did the interview, I'm just like amazed. I go, oh, I didn't know that, or I hear a new thing. or mm-hmm. So it's life is constantly unfolding, as you say, in that newness. And I'm also thinking, as we are living in what some might call really, really challenging times, mm-hmm. it's a changing of an era in huge ways. And so we can be very, very worried about how it's all going to turn out. So what advice do you have about releasing that apprehension about the future while yet contributing in a positive way? I am so grateful that you asked that because it has triggered my memory of something that came through from the trees that wanted to be shared, which was we humans, we have a lot of hubris, And we think we're the center and that we have to solve everything. And indeed, we did create some of the problems that we think we have to solve. But we're all pretty familiar with that Einstein quote about we're not going to solve things on the same dimension they were created on. And one of the solutions to this is to open up to a more unified state of consciousness. It doesn't throw away that logical brain at all. But the logical brain becomes in service to the greater holistic consciousness of our own beings, but also our own beings in relationship to nature. So we can actually let nature be our guide. And there is sentience and intelligence in the other species. Not too long ago, we thought only white property-owning men were really fully human and conscious. And then we expanded it out. Eventually, it included women and then children and people who weren't white and on and on it goes. And then animals. Now we think, oh, yes, dogs have feelings. Well, duh, anybody with a dog knows that. But still, you know, we're expanding our perception of who has consciousness. And it's turning out 
this is a very conscious world and probably universe. And we can be guided. It's not all up to us. When you say that a conscious universe, it's all reciprocal. We are creating it and we are being created by it. Exactly. It's both and for everything, I think. I feel an eagerness when I sit with the trees. There is a sense I've had so many times now, I really believe it's coming from the forest, of appreciation for my presence there, that there's something important about me simply being with. And that I'm almost, my human nervous system, my electromagnetic system, is somehow a valued ingredient in something the forest is doing in terms of the interconnectivity and intercommunication that is vast and beyond me. And that is the most amazing feeling, to feel small, part of the whole, and valuable, and valued. What you're doing, too, is bringing that message. When you go into the forest, your your power spot, and you're sitting with your back to the tree and being receptive, I'm thinking of the work of David Malarch. He talks about how trees are like antennas bringing information down from up above, but also bringing it from the roots up and down and up. And and for me, the work that you're doing and the messages that you get are really important. When you sit at different trees, you find that you get different kinds of messages, and they seem to have different personalities. You're not making this up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought I was for a long time. <laughs> are you ever surprised by a tree? All the time. There are actually trees that don't want to interact with me. And then different trees on different days are more or less awake to me interactive with me. But some trees I found, I sense a lot of starry energy, the cosmic ones. Some I'm nestled into the earth, having images of different fungi go through my mind's eye. Or sometimes I feel like I'm hearing the chattering of the elementals. And the way we hear a foreign language that we sort of know, but we don't quite know. So I almost understand it, that kind of feeling. It varies by tree and by day, but there is one tree that pretty much every time I go, I really am not a person that was really into the ancestral thing. I didn't want to go do the ancestor work and heal the epigenetic trauma that so many of my friends are diving into. This one tree I got there, and every time I've gone to this tree, that's what happens. And it's been so amazing because on my maternal line, it's a Celtic maternal line, and you know, my ancestors came over from potato famine, like a lot of people, and from the colonization and oppression. I mean, when the British colonized Ireland, only English people were allowed to have trees. And the Celts had a whole culture based around tree worship. So I do have that in my genetic line coming down. But I wasn't really aware of it. I didn't grow up with that. And then all of a sudden, I met this tree having visions of an oak tree in Ireland. And some ancient ancestress 800 years ago that knew some sort of nature magic. And I honestly think that's awakening in me now, which is interesting because I think it's Robin Wall Kimmerer. It's either her or Diana Beresfoger. 
was talking about how when we don't have a living lineage, like the Tibetan Buddhists still have a living lineage coming down for thousands of years. But for those of us who were severed, because originally all of us were indigenous with a lineage that connected us to a specific ecology very deeply, intimately. If we don't have a living lineage, I'm experiencing that we really can go directly back to the earth and have that restored. Somehow the earth still knows. Going back to your lineage, actually Ireland was never invaded by the Romans. Um, That's what kind of makes it a little bit different in the British Isles. But if you go back, are you saying that the gifts that your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother was unable to give because of oppression or whatever it was that she was forced to not be able to live her full life, are you being asked to now live that gift that she was unable to give? That's what it feels like. I mean, not only was the colonization happening in Ireland and the tree-worshipping cultures destroyed and a big takeover there, but we have to factor in the huge genocide of the witch burnings. You know, some towns were left without a single grown woman alive. So we lost a lot of that women's healing, which was nature, nature connection and magic, women's wisdom. And I do feel there's a way it's coming alive in me. One of the ideas that the trees have been giving me is that I've always wondered how people figured out what plants were poisonous. Was it all trial and error? Did half of them die? Or I don't think so. I think they were in communication with the plants and the plants were showing them what to use them for. And that kind of intuitive knowing is um, in toddler form coming back. <laughs> You know, Ellen, I think that we've seen this in the Finhorn community where I remember Dorothy McLean was speaking to those plant entities and it was just amazing. So that's in modern time. That's where something was really happening and manifesting so that we could see it clearly. Oh, there's so much more that we could talk about. I love being with you, Ellen. I want to thank you so much, so much for being with us today. I encourage people to go to your website and to pick up your books and your children's books, too. I mean, you do uh, children's books and adult, um, young adult books. And the website is Ellen D. Davidson. And she spells the D, D D-E-E. She spells it out, Ellen D. Davidson.com. And she is the author of the adult forest bathing memoir. I love that phrase. I saw that somewhere, uh, some review of it. And I thought, yes, that describes it. This forest bathing memoir, Wild Path to the Sacred Heart. And you can also get to her website through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org, where you'll find over 1,800 programs in its archive. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do, join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. 
This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.